0: forbes india cover story podcast series in association with the my name is abhishek this issue's cover package is a special one that covers sports not just the business of sports but much much more and uh, joining me on the call to talk about it all are forbes india's Kathakali chanda and kunal Purandre who've anchored this issue thanks a lot for joining in guys Thank Thank you, Vishay. Just as I am, listeners will be curious to know what prompted the editors and uh, your team especially
1: uh, to put together a package around sports. As you know, this is our inaugural sports edition. For the first time, we are attempting something like this. And while we are known for our uh, lists, our uh, business coverage, you know, being an Indian, you can't just stay away from sports. And we thought this was a very critical year for Indian sports, not just because we are uh, going into the Cricket World Cup, But this is also the year where qualifications for Olympic sports start. You know, we are going into 2020 Olympics next year and a lot of players would look to book their slots over this year and early next year. So we thought this would be a good time to look at not just cricket, but also other sports, you know, beyond cricket. As you see, um, you know, we've looked into Kabaddi, you know, we've looked into women's hockey. So we thought that that, um, you know, given the sort of juncture we are at, it would be a good time to do a sport special. Right. Uh, Let's start with one of the stories that you've done about...
0: Sands Greenlands, you write that they're doing their best to keep up with the demand of cricket balls that are used in international matches and IPL. We've seen this company via the bat stickers that Sunil Gavaskar used to raise when he would score a century. What is their story?
1: Uh, So, Abhishek, like you pointed out, you know, SG's marketing needle began to move and it became visible all over India when Sunil Gavaskar became uh, their brand ambassador. You will know that, you know, he scored his 10,000 test run with, with their bat. As did Anil Kumle, who took his, uh, you know, famous that 10-wicket haul against uh, Pakistan in Delhi in 1999. You know, Indian cricket viewers are familiar with the company because SG produces the balls with which test cricket is played in India. We thought that we could look at the company because um, it's again, uh, you know, at a point where it needs to decide its future course of action. We would all have read that uh, Virat Kohli and, you know, Ravi Chandran Ashwin recently criticised The balls that SG has been producing, claiming that they are too soft for test cricket. I think Virat also openly said that we could look at um, getting the Duke's ball for Indian tests. Now We thought that using that as a trigger, it would be a good time to look at what SG is doing to hold on to its biggest uh, brand equity and stay ahead of the curve as the game evolves. What was the response to it, uh, Kadageli? Because these are big names. Right. I asked the, this question to Mr. Paras Anand, who's the marketing director and third generation, uh, you know, of, of the business family, and he calls it uh, quote unquote a feedback issue. That so long they hadn't heard this feedback, and now that it's come to them, they're going to take it up and move forward. Which you know, I suspect they have been doing because I've also spoken to Mr. Paras Mamre, who's the who's been uh, coaching the Indian junior teams, in the Under 19 teams, along with Mr. Rahul Dravid. And he claims that the balls that they've been using in the recent uh, tournaments are all right. So we'll have to wait till uh, next October when India plays its next uh, test series on home soil to see if SG has actually been able to address the the issue.
0: It's funny that over uh, so many decades of the game, the quality of the balls, depending on the pitch, of course, uh, we always see that they still keep getting changed. The technology must have improved. The bats are getting bigger. Kunal, uh, let's continue on, on cricket. You've written an interesting one where you take a contrary view about how Cricket, although as popular as it is in the country, little is done to preserve its heritage or showcase its uh, rich history. Why is that? Some examples that come to mind that disappointed you as a cricket lover? Uh, quite a
2: lot of them actually, appreciate If you see uh, the World Cup trophy, the 1983 World Cup win, which is considered a landmark victory in India's cricketing history, uh, you know, which nurtured cricketing dreams for the likes of Tendulkar, who decided to play cricket and, you know, do something for the country after that victory. But that was broken in an act act of vandalism uh, sometime in 1999. There were there were pitches which were dug. Kanga Library at 1K is in, in a sorry state. We don't have cricketing tours on the on the lines of the ones organized by Lords and MCG. We don't have an immersive experience for spectators who bring in so much revenue and uh, passion for the game. So it it upset me because we have a lot of history over here in terms of the game, but we don't know how to preserve it.
0: What can we learn from the likes of Manchester United or learning from other sports? Money is definitely not a constraint for the BCCI or whoever is running this. Yeah, money is not a concern at all because, you
2: know, they are generating revenues and all you need is people with the right intent and uh, attitude, I think. Also, the officials, I think they need to look at the larger picture and the country as a whole, as well as involve the right people uh, in the right places, uh, say former cricketers, recent cricketers, people who really care about these things.
0: Are there a few uh, private players who are doing this right? I remember reading... in in your piece about a museum perhaps in Pune. Just help me if I'm getting this wrong, where there are some 31,000 artifacts.
2: Yeah, You're right, Abhishek. Uh, There is a guy called Rohan Pate who is doing this in Pune. He's opened the Blades of Glory Museum and he claims to have uh, 31,000 plus items uh, signed by various cricketers. So he has uh, stuff from Don Bradman's bat to the pink ball used in the first day-night test to a cricketing room dedicated entirely to Pendulkar and Virat Kohli. And he's done all this by himself just because of, of his passion for the game so uh, it's just an example that if you have the passion and if you are willing to do something like this it's quite possible so if the powers be uh, come together and uh, and decide to do something like this it's entirely manageable uh, there's so much opportunity to promote sports tourism using these kind of means and i think we should do it at the earliest
0: right and i'm talking about opportunities kunal you've dug deep In one sport, which has taken the country by storm, is is that of Kabaddi. The popularity is, uh, you know, right up there. There are families watching it, uh, not just the sports lovers. What, What explains its rise? Yeah, Kabaddi is really challenging
2: the dominance of cricket. I mean, it's becoming more and more popular. It's going to the hinterlands, the urban areas. Everyone's invested in the game. Uh, it's becoming popular also because big players are involved in investing money in the game. The, the rise of the pro Kabaddi league, which has attracted so much viewership. Uh, if the IPL is the story of the growth of the country, Kabaddi is an emotional sport. The homegrown sport, it's originated over here. The popularity of the leagues
0: is uh, making it
2: even more uh, watchable now for people.
0: Right. Instead of uh, the hard sand, then you've switched to these rubber mats and it's, it's tailored to an audience which can understand the game one question to both of you how much has the Kelo India initiative uh, helped
1: so, Amish, the Kelo India initiative is actually furthering the cause of sports particularly at a grassroots level uh, not only because you're you're uh, giving exposure to young kids from hinterlands but also the fact that it's being telecast uh, on on national channels gives them that impetus to to, you know, work even harder because they can be seen across the country. It, it's indeed an excellent initiative to open up the playing field to a lot more uh, sports persons, And uh, we can only hope that, um, you know, in, in future, uh, this initiative gets bigger and bigger.
2: Parents also encourage the kids to go out more and play. Although we are living in a world where technology is advancing by the day, more and more people
0: are also going back
2: to the ground, to the heat and the dust and enjoying the fruits of, uh, you know, playing with
0: their friends. And if, if we pull back from heat and the grime to, to the air conditioned setup, where I see there is a fascinating story about the video giving industry in India, although not outdoors, there is a lot of money to be made in this uh, uh, industry. Uh, How big is that and are people taking to it?
1: So, you know, when our colleague uh, Varsha Meghani suggested the story, I think each of us were um, equally surprised because we didn't have much of an idea about what esports meant. I think we all uh, now know that this is one of the sporting disciplines to watch out for. I think the last time I watched something is, you know, if I watched Big Bang Theory where the four geeks, uh, (laughs) you know, play competitive video gaming and nothing so if you if you ask me this question about two months ago, I would only refer to the Big Bang Theory. But now reading Varsha's story, I can imagine that, you know, KPMG has predicted a five-fold increase in the number of video gamers between 2017 and 2021. Right. And, and
0: the article suggests that it's all very hardcore. There is sledging. There is the at- so-called e-athletes could reach their peak by the time they are 26 because of the hand-eye coordination that is required to, to score
1: points. Right. Who would, have, who would have thought because we were all uh, play, uh, doing video games just for leisure, but uh, not anymore. Because if you read Varsha's story, you'll see how Hima Das was really kicked to meet one of the uh, video gamers who won a medal at the Asian Games. As of now, video gaming is still a trial sport at the Asian Games. But who knows, by the next Asian Games, we mi- it might be a competitive discipline and we might get a few medals from that.
2: I'm sure it's a combination of mental and physical strength. Uh, it's, it can't just be one discipline uh, and you have to be agile both on your mind as well as with your body.
0: Excellent. I think I think these are, these are the only ones that I had. Uh, some of the other highlights before we wind up.
2: Uh, we've also done a profile of Rohit Sharma which is the cover story. It's a very timely story because given the fact that he's won uh, the IPL this year, his fourth win as captain for the Mumbai Indians.
0: Uh, I'm sure he'll be looking forward to this World Cup. I think he missed out on uh, the World Cup 2011, when India won, he wasn't selected
1: uh, at the times. So
0: yeah, yeah, he wasn't.
1: So, so I'd also like to flag off a photo feature which, which has been curated by Madhu Kapparat, which looks into you know how the Olympic medal quest has been shaping up in our country. It it looks at how some of the former Olympians like an Abhinav Bindra has set up a high performance center in order to uh, fuel the ambitions of the future Olympians. It also looks at someone like Mary Com, who's won an Olympics and who's also gearing for another Olympics next year. Some other Olympians like Karnam Maleshwari, whose story I think is all, almost forgotten by now, who won a bronze at the 2000 Sydney Olympics. She's pooled in Rs. 22 crores. She's got sponsorships of Rs. 22 crores and is going to set up a training centre in order to train future Olympians. Sports
2: is throwing up new stars, younger stars, uh, which people
1: are,
2: uh, people are really uh, admiring the kind of effort that they're putting in and the glory that they're bringing to the country. Some of these are are para-athletes who have done extremely well in the recent past. So, there is a feature on para-athletes as well. Uh, Apart from that, there is a story on the families of these sports persons, you know, the the support system that they have, without whom it won't be possible to practice the way they do, travel the way they do, organize things, you know. So, there's a behind-the-scenes story about them as well.
0: On that note, uh, uh, it's time to wrap up. Thank you very, very much, uh, both of you, for your time on this one. Thank Thank you, you. Abhishek. Thanks. And all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com and as well as on iTunes. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818.